With us today is Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's strategies for dealing with stress. Hello, Lisa. Hello there. <laughs> yeah. So I today have decided that we're going to talk about a practice. Okay. You know, sometimes I just say, oh, let's do a practice. Today we're doing a practice. So the practice is thus and so. No, let me give the background. Today I, I want to talk about qualities because I realized, I was teaching a workshop last week is really how this all came about. And it ended up being, um, you know, sometimes things are just extemporaneous. I just ended up talking about the qualities that are in everything around us. And I mean by this qualities like hot and cold and uh, heavy and light. And the way in Ayurveda land they are constructed is you really work off a list of 20. Like in school, we learned a list of 20, and which was 10 fundamentals and their opposites. So it was easy to remember. So it was like heavy, light, slower, dull, and sharp, cold, hot, oily, dry, smooth, rough, dense or liquid, soft and hard, stable, mobile, subtle, gross, clear, slimy. Okay, so there's no test here, but I'm just giving you an idea. Those were all the qualities that we learned that were the 20 basic qualities that are, are around us in our lives. So the exercise is when you wake up in the morning, the very first thing, consider how you feel. Do you feel heavy and slow and dull? Do you feel cold? Do you feel like, whoa, I got to get up and out of bed. I'm sharp. I'm ready to go. You know, we all wake up every day with different sets of these qualities, if you think about it, once you set your mind to sort of analyzing where, what you feel. Right. This little exercise takes two seconds. You just, if you kept, kept this little cheat sheet of, of qualities next to your bed, you could just sort of tick off what you feel like. And the reason this is important is because, A, it builds awareness in a really simple, easy way of how you're feeling. Where's your body today? Where's your mind today? Because I mean these qualities both in your mind and in your body. And you tick them off, you look at them, and you say, okay, so this morning I woke up and I felt a little ungrounded, like, oh, okay, what, what's, what's the day got? I don't know, like a little spacey, a little ungrounded. I was feeling light and kind of airy and, and, and mobile would be the way I would say it, and very clear, but, but a little too clear. So what do I know about myself then? Well, I know that I have to find some ways to feel more grounded to feel less flighty so that I can function better because it's all about balance and the balance is always between the two opposites, which is why in Ayurveda you learn them as a list. You learn 10, heavy, slow, cold, oily, smooth, dense, soft, stable, subtle, and clear. And then you automatically know the opposite so you know the whole list of 20. You know, it's a funny little way to learn them, but it's also what it's about. It's always... Are you heavy? Are you light? You kind of want to be somewhere in between. Are you feeling slow or are you feeling sharp and like you're just going to be critical of everything? You want to be somewhere in between. So that's my premise of the week. Okay. <laughs> what a, do you have to say about that? I think it's a lovely premise and I think that do anything that can be done at this juncture to help people find balance before they get out of bed and start their day or once they get out of bed but before they start their day is incredibly helpful. That being said, and this is just my experience, but some personal, some just dealing with others, there's not enough time being taken to get, you know, it's funny if 
people looked at life as a sport, for example, you wouldn't jump into, you wouldn't start your sport without doing your warm-ups or putting on your proper sport outfit or you just, <laughs> right. you, you, you it, it would be preposterous to, you know, I, whatever. I can't think of a good example. The point being, what you're talking about could just be done as a regular, as a checklist at the beginning before you started. Right. Well, that's why I framed it this way, because honestly, in in school, we don't learn it for this purpose. We learn it because, or, or, you know, when you're learning to be a practitioner in Ayurveda, you learn it because it becomes important for absolutely everything. And it's not necessarily personal, though it is, but it's for everything. You look at foods this way. You look at foods because if they, whatever qualities they have are the actions that they're going to have in a person's body for the most part. Herbs, when you're looking at prescribing herbs, you look at the qualities that they have so you can see how they're going to affect people. So it follows that you want to then look at the person and say, okay, because here's the basic premise, like increases like, you know, so you don't want to pile on heavy things or you'll be stuck to the ground. Like increases like, and opposites create balance. So that's the whole premise here. But what makes this so beautiful as a little practice, and it came up in this workshop because I had one person in the workshop who was saying, but I don't, I don't know how to, where do I start? What do I do? So as you pointed out quite rightly, I said, well, let's just start. Let's start at the very beginning. You know? Let's just start at the beginning of your day. This is a way to create awareness at the beginning of your day of exactly where you are. Then, using those premises, like increases like, and opposites create balance, you figure out which qualities you're feeling, and it's just a quick thing. You're not supposed to dwell on this. And once you dwell on it, then you start to think, well, really, am I feeling dry, or am I kind of, you know, no. You just want the first quick impression. You want this to take two seconds. If you have a little index card next to your bed with all these on it, you can just pick like a little Chinese menu, three, four, or five qualities (laughs) that you're feeling that day. And then you can say to yourself as you're brushing your teeth, as you're getting started, okay, if I am feeling hot and sharp and kind of angry today, you know, kind of fussy and judgmental, I probably shouldn't go to a hot yoga class. Because those are the very, those would exacerbate, that's like increases like, that would exacerbate the very qualities that you're trying, or you should be trying, to balance out, to soften, to diminish. So choose a different kind of workout. Choose a yoga class, if you're into yoga, where you're doing nice deep breathing, where you're cooling down the system, not heating it up. I wouldn't go on a 10-mile run that day. So... Maybe I'd take a swim. Right, that's a- accessible to me. Can you stop right there for a second? Because Please. again, there's there's there is the obsessive component that we have sociologically at this juncture now ha- have to uh, contend with. Just have to. I cannot tell you the amount of time I spend saying to people, "Okay, maybe today isn't a good day for that." Uh-huh. But Not, people don't think that way. It's my day for hot yoga. It's my it's day for Tuesday. hot yoga. It's I'm t- gonna go. Or I it's go Thursday to hot or yoga. It's Friday. And right. you say. All right. It's reflexive. You haven't had you, you haven't slept for two days, and you're now going to um, go do what is on your list for that day. Right. And I marvel, really and truly, I walk around sort of wondering if if our forebears had behaved like this, we wouldn't be. Here. 
<laughs> it's true. It's a, that's not funny, actually. I know it's there, not. There but are it, generations to come who may not be here. But it's all about like, look, what you're describing is completely reflexive behavior. This is my schedule. This is what I do. This is what I enjoy. And you get really stuck there. But it's not like that. It has to be a kind of, I always think of it like a Chinese menu. You've got this great menu of all these dim sum that you can choose from. So how are you going to choose? Well, you shouldn't choose because, you know, your mother told you that you might like, uh, you know, jasmine rice. You should choose because the jasmine rice, for some reason that you can identify, feels like the right thing to do. And as we've discussed many, many a time, creating awareness about yourself, about your environment, you know, the microcosm and the macrocosm, the little microcosm of yourself and your cellular level, all the way out to how people around me are behaving. So it matters that there's, you know, five feet of snow for the third time this week and people are grumpy and they haven't had enough sunshine and they haven't had enough outdoor time and movement and whatever. Well, plus so, you can't get to where you, I mean, yesterday, right. how do I say this with all due deference because I am a not tall person, as you well know, um, I spent a fair amount of time literally digging myself out of a snowbank. That made me cranky. Yes. I was and so just, you have to be aware of that and you have to be aware that people around you are experiencing that. And therefore, if you're feeling stuck and cold and dry and have snow in your boots and have snow in your boots you have to deal with that but you also have to deal with it relative to what's going on around you and we're trying to pick up dog poop that then didn't of course get picked up because <laughs> because it had burned a hole in the snow and it sunk into the snowbank it was <laughs> once i tripped trying to get out of the snowbank and oh. then didn't have the right shovel it had to go back three times with the snow in my yes it's 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 certainly worth... But the point is, pay attention to what is around you. You know, what was that movie where he was screaming, attention must be paid? Yeah. Or no, that's actually Willie play. Bowman. But um, no, there's this show where he's saying, I'm angry, mad as hell, and I'm not going to no, take this anymore. No, you're talking about network, and it's... Well, I'm talking about both, so they both go and, together. To and me, it's right? funny, because I said that to somebody the other day. It's like, in the absence of a network moment... And by this, I refer to when the actor Peter Finch, these are Patty Chayefsky's words, go to the wind, <laughs> say, I am mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you know, that could be a, a paraphrase. Or, in the absence of a collective moment like that, people have to release that steam, if you will, individually, but constructively as opposed to destructively. And what I'm not seeing is the constructive release of steam, but rather the verging on uh, abusing the body, mind, or spirit, because it's Tuesday. Forget that I didn't sleep. It's Tuesday, and it's hot yoga day. Absolutely. And what I don't know, not to belabor the point, but I don't know how to encourage, except through the use of stop, breathe, 
How about one day at a time? You know, how about an assessment? Well, that's why I came up with this. Okay. I mean, it's not I came up with it. That, you no, know, I understand. I'm not come up with it, but it, it's something that I was offering to this group because, and then it made sense to talk about today. It is a such a simple, little, elegant way to start to get in touch and in tune and aware. And then, you know what is the beautiful thing? The more aware you are, the more your automatic, intuitive faculties start to work for you and you don't need to be quite so explicit. You know, once you've practiced this kind of thinking for a while, it's just intuitive. You, you, you just It's like, you know, learning to drive a stick shift. At first it feels like, oh, I can't do this. And then all of a sudden it's like you're just doing it. You're doing it because you're feeling it in your body. You're feeling when it's time to shift the car. And that's exactly the perfect analogy because people don't, they're too used to driving an automatic. <laughs> so they have no sense of when the RPMs are at the right level to switch it up. And that's really the perfect analogy. And, and you have to pay attention to this eventually because otherwise disease sets in. And that is in the full sense of the dis-ease. Not disease as we, you know, sort of generic disease, exactly. but dis-ease. There is dis-ease when you're not in touch with what is really going on for you relative to what is happening in your environment and the other people in your environment because we're social creatures. We live in the world. We have to interact and that's the way it is. So if you're a hermit and you live all by yourself, then you can just be uncomfortable on your own. Right, but very few people, especially with a diabolical hydra head, I'm afraid, but because people are... Can I quote you? This is a diabolical hydra head. Yes, you may. You can have that one. And there, because people are online, they feel connected even though they're hermitized. And that's that's the complication because people write things that in a million years they are not going to see. People write and post and snark or do and function in a way that they wouldn't do if they actually were interacting with a, a, a human. Yep. But we're now so far past the interact with a human that that's not the frame of reference. I'm not talking about um, I'm not talking about my demographic because when you start on humans you keep going with humans. I'm talking about um, what would be my grandkids right my kids and my grandkids yeah. and my what 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 I am watching is my kids teach my grandkids things that I wouldn't have taught them in terms of how you, in terms of how you don't need to connect. I saw a study the other day. I think I, I'm not sure whether I mentioned it to you or not, but I was really taken aback by it because there's an entire generation now uh, that doesn't think that they really have to do anything community service oriented or. Um, Save the planet, oriented environmental consciousness. It's except for outliers. I by by this I mean it's that is no longer the hey I've got a stake in things. I've got a stake in this. Yep. Somebody else's problem. Yep. And that I in just in terms of community society. Now we have the luxury here of of, of being in small towns where you do still have town meetings and you do still have a community involvement and it's volunteer and you are 
raised in that broth. And so it's at least brought to your attention. Whether or not you choose to participate, that's a that, you know, different story, well, different day. But, but it, that's always a different story. But I think we all have to choose is the, sort of the point. Yes, but I think you we, really, if you want to be a balanced, participatory human being, you have to choose to do that. You know, the default position is this kind of, um, as I say, reactive zombie <laughs> behavior, the walking dead behavior. I think all these vampire and walking dead movies are really you know, interesting. They, that's right what they're now. about. I know. So let's not be a zombie. Okay. That's the point is let's, let's be active in the world. And this little, you know, the qualities that are around us, the qualities of the things animate and inanimate, you know, food-based, animal-based, the qualities are everything because they describe the state of a thing at a given time in its relative space. And that's, you know, and I'm going to actually post this on the website, so it's going to be, it's a post. And, on, the, and it, it's la, L-A-H, life.com. Right. So that you can print it out, print it out on a little post-it card and stick it next to your bed. And every morning, just have a look or anytime you like, keep it in your handbag and just sort of think to yourself, okay, the qualities of this food are this. And I was feeling like that this morning. So probably I shouldn't eat very heavy, cheesy, blah, blah. If I was feeling heavy and sluggish and yuck, you know, and if I'm feeling flighty and anxious and ungrounded, then maybe salads and green juices and things like that are not a great plan. I so, literally had this conversation with my sister a couple of weeks ago. She came back from something, and uh, and this was the alarming part. She came back from something. She had not had enough sleep, and she was essentially having salad and green juice. And she was anxious as all get out. And mm-hmm. I said, could you just eat something, please? <laughs> oh, but I am. And this is this is the part that made me even more um, um, uncomfortable. Is I said to her mother, uh, somebody should encourage her when she's feeling that way to have some proper food because she was essentially eating green juice and uh, drinking green juice and eating lettuce. And you know what her mother said to me? What? What's wrong with that? That's very healthy. Oh, exactly. But that's, that's the part where uh, it's practically the reason that my website exists or that my blog exists, just to keep putting little articles and pieces and thought processes out there in people's minds so that they remember that the great answer to all questions in Ayurveda are it depends. So is the green juice that's healthy for one person because it's full of all these nutrients healthy for another person? Not necessarily because of the qualities because of the way it's delivered, because of how it plays on their individual system. And so that's the biggest piece of what Ayurveda teaches. It's the biggest piece of what I'm interested in and, and interested in talking about. It's, that's the biggest piece of strategies for dealing with stress. Because if you're not feeding your body the nutrients it needs, you are going to be stressed out because your body isn't going to have the energy to meet the demands of your day and your life. So it's a very simple equation. And that kind of thing makes me insane. And people do it all the time. They say, but this is healthy. And I say, but healthy for whom and for what? Let's or how about even, and what, what I add to that, because I, I think that you and I could sit together and just shriek like banshees. 
But um, is the just because you don't do it today doesn't mean you can't have green juice tomorrow. Yeah, and so exactly. Break it, break exactly. it. No one, it may be the perfect thing for you tomorrow. And that's this is why I say if our forebears had functioned like this, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's right. And I, uh, I don't, I don't say it to be unfriendly. It's just that some some warp has occurred in time and self care because more and more. Would I just say, okay, well, just for today, for example, as I said to her, I said, could you just have a baked potato? Yeah. And she Which called back right. and she said, yes, and yes, she did. And she felt much better. But her first response was, <laughs> just have a baked potato. I love it. That's such sisterly advice. Just have a baked potato. It, it, it's it's sort of, I'm not going to talk about all the things you're worried about until you've had something to eat. Not. You can't make me. And you know, I can't eat baked for example, I can't eat baked potatoes all the time. And my next line is, no one's asking you to go on a diet of perpetual baked potato. Just... No, they're asking you not to, in fact. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. But, but that's the lesson. And that's what a lot of people have a hard time with. And that's why there are these practices out there, these very simple practices. Awareness practices. One of the other ones, the famous one, awareness practice to take a raisin you know this because we've talked about it before take a raisin look at the raisin smell the raisin put that raisin in your mouth and spend some time before you start chewing thinking about the texture and the taste and the flavor and the smell and what it makes you feel like and what memories it brings up and then start chewing slowly and just create the situation where you're spending a lot of time on a single raisin but it's a really exercise it's a fantastic exercise does it make you think of those little red boxes that used to be at lunch yeah like those little red boxes that's so cute at lunch when you were like 10 right. and then you'll have all this flood of memories about being 10 and that some in itself good, some be bad. Some um but you know but it'll be what it'll be whether yeah. it's a gift of happiness or a gift of terror in remembering those things whatever it is it opens up you know whole channels of just awareness and thinking and being inside yourself in a real way, instead of being like just reacting, reacting, reacting. And so. just, and again, the only thing that I want to throw into that, because I am a huge proponent of what you're saying, is just understand if you can make it just for that moment, then you've, you've it's, it's successful. It will be successful. Yeah. We're not, no one's talking forever here. Right. And, and we're not, we're specifically not talking forever. Right. We're, <laughs> we're just, specifically talking, just keep it going, keep it moving, keep trying different stuff. Keep, just keep aware, just keep alive. All right. Now in this last minute, I want to ask you a question. Um, do you, do you use Rescue Remedy? I do, actually. Right. Why? Because I'm amazed at the number, I, I think my mother must have trotted it out, remembering, remembering that I come from an unusual background. But I'm astounded at the number of people who don't know about it. Do you know when you found out about it? Yes. I remember very well being at Meadowlark, which was a holistic retreat in California that no longer exists. It was started by a man called Everett Loomis, who was one of the pioneers, along with his mother, of holistic medicine in this country. And he got it from Germany. I must have been 23 years old. Right. A while ago. Yeah. The, the, the point being that you, you, you come to it when you come to it, but I think that more people, more people 
It's also become an industry. You can now get it in pastilles and you can get it in all sorts of different forms, drops, whatever. But I swear by it and don't ask me how it works and don't ask me why it works. And yes, I happen to like it a lot. Always interesting. (laughs) Thank you very much, Uh, Lisa Headley, Ayurvedic practitioner, founder of the Mayflower Spa. This is Lisa Headley's Strategies for Dealing with Stress. Strategies can be found at LaLife, L-A-H, life.com.